Welcome back to Living Your Life for the First Time Ever. I am Kim D. Overton. We're going to pick up from last time from uh, secrets. Uh, what are secrets? And how secrets can damage your life. Um, you know, people that hold house secrets, you uh, tend to lie because you're trying to cover up and you're trying to keep things hidden. You know, I was thinking uh, and studying on King David and how King David had everything. You know, the Lord had provided for him. He had a palace. He had became the king of Israel. He had wives. You know, he didn't have no need to go outside and mess with somebody else's wife, but he did. He was on top of his palace looking down and he happened to see the wife of Uriah, the Hittite, Bathsheba. She was taking a bath. Well, he kept right on looking at her. He didn't look away. He kept right on looking to where his desires became where he wanted her. So he sent word for her to come to him. Now, think about this. Her husband is out there fighting in the war for King David. And King David is requesting for her to come to him. So she came. And because he's the king, I guess she didn't know how to say no. But she gave in. And they started having an affair. Well, as a process of her and him having an affair, she conceived a child. Now, David thought he kept this thing under wraps. He thought nobody would know. Because you got to think about in that time and that era um, that they were living in, if you were caught having an affair with a man and you are a married woman, you were automatically stoned to death. So I'm sure he was conscious of that and trying to make sure he kept her out of arms out of way of being seen but you can only keep that kind of on the quiet side for a little while because your you know your whole reaction your your body language everything responds when you're interacting with someone so but anyway um when her husband came back home, she was pregnant. So King David decided that he was going to come up with a remedy and how to uh, keep that under wraps to make it look like it was Uriah's baby. So he sent word, you know, for Uriah to come to him and he talked and asked questions and asking Uriah how things were going and this and that. So then he tells Uriah, he says, uh, go ahead on home, you know, and asks, go home, be with your wife. And Uriah didn't go home that night. Uriah stayed at the palace and slept amongst the servants. So when King David got word of it, he was angry because he's like, you know, this boy messing up my whole plan here. So 
he sent for Urias and he started talking to him and um, so he decided he invited him to be a guest and sit and eat and drink. So he was making sure he was going to get Uriah drunk. I mean, to the max. He was going, he was doing it. Uriah got drunk. But see, Uriah had told him before this time, he said, my Lord, he said, how can I go home and be with my wife when my, my, my people that fighting for Israel, my, my men that we in battle with are out there on the line. He's like, that's where my mind is. That's, that's where my heart is right now. I, I can, it's like, you know, I'm paraphrasing. He's like, I can, I got plenty of time to come back and be with my wife, but right now we in war, we in a battle. And that's where my focus is right now. So King David, I guess, you know, he was like, okay, yeah, well, let me get you drunk and we'll see different. So he got him drunk and he did not go home again. He stayed at the palace. So King David was so furious and upset by the fact that Uriah just did not go home. So therefore he couldn't cover that sin up, that secret that him and Bathsheba had. So what he did was he sent word for to put him out there on the front line. And he knew if he's out there on the front line, he's bound to get killed because the people, the men that's out there in the front, they normally get hit first, the hardest. So sure enough, he sent word out. That was his command. That was his order. He given it. And... You know, Joe, they, he responded, they did it, and sure enough, uh, I believe his name was uh, Joab that sent him out there. He was under the orders. So Joab made sure that he, uh, Uriah was sent out there in the front line of the battle, and he was killed. And when David got the word, he knew it was going to take Bathsheba a while you know, to get herself together. She was going to mourn and, you know, because I thought this is her husband. So after she had her moments of mourning, David sent for her and they got married. So all this is going on. And David is under this cloud of thinking, you know, he's got this covered. You know, who's going to know about his affair with Bathsheba? Who's going to know about the fact that he impregnated her? Who's going to know about the fact that he put her husband out there in the front line to be murdered? So he murdered this man. He premeditated and had this man murdered at his orders. That was his orders. So then here come Nathan. Nathan come to David because the Lord sent him. And in essence, he telling David, did you think your sins would not find you out? How well did you think you had your secret hid? Somebody somewhere always knows what you're doing. And even if nobody else sees it, the Lord knows it. So your secrets your sins will surely find you out. And that's something that you have to know that there is nothing that you can do that the Lord doesn't already know about. He knows what you've done. He know your whole sin. 
He's already forgiven you, but you have to come to him and ask him to forgive you. But secrets are so dangerous. This man wanting another woman so bad that it destroyed her life and his life. And because of his sins and what they had did and committed, that child that she was carrying of David's died because of sin. That child died. But the Lord was like, I gave you everything. I gave you a palace. I gave you the position of a king. I gave you I gave you servants. I gave you wives. Why did you have this desire to go and mess with another man's wife? You got to count it up. And ask yourself, why did he do that? Was it because he felt like because I'm a king, I can have anything I want? But see, the devil always sets you up. He gives you ideals. He gives you a plot, show you how you can do it, and this and that, and nobody will ever know, and who's going to find out, and this and that. It always comes out. It may take years, but it always comes out. Secrets. You know, those secrets that we keep within ourselves. Some of you may have been conceived in a relationship where your mother might have been married. Just like in the situation with David. Your mother might have been married and had, a, had you with another man that was married. Or your father may have been a married man and had you with a woman that wasn't married. but it always comes out. So I'm just here to tell you, you know, because I've heard people try to use the analogy of what David did as a reason of why they can, um, why it's okay for them to do what they do because they're quick to say, well, God knows my heart. Yes, he does. God knew David's heart. David loved the Lord and David repented. David was sorry and he repented before the Lord and God restored him. But what I have heard people try to use this um, scripture on about David is that um, I can remain in doing what I'm doing because David had many wives and David had many women, this and that and that and that. But what you don't understand is, is that... Um, David was not a priest. David was not a pastor. David was a king who had a priest and a prophet over him that was checking him. That's the other thing. Uh, David had someone he was being accountable to. So there wasn't a time that David could do something without one of the prophets coming to him and telling him, thus saith the Lord. And he knew these men were men of God because they were right on target. So David wasn't pastoring people. 
So for you to be in a pastoral position and you are having buku of affairs and or you may be a single man and just, I mean, fornicating all over town or woman and you fornicating all over town and you think it's okay, it is not. And you cannot use this scripture. You cannot because it does not validate what you're doing. It does not. You're using it out of context because this scripture has nothing to do with what you're doing. God did not call David to pastor over people. He called David to be a king, to lead them, to protect them uh, in their city. Uh, So you can't say, well, David was preaching the word. No, David wasn't. David loved the Lord. David had a relationship with the Lord. Yes, David got off track, but David always had somebody he was accountable to. And a lot of people, uh, a lot of pastors or evangelists or ministers, what have you, do not have people that they are accountable to and that will check them and put them in place. As that's just face a lot of people don't want to be accountable and when you find a person that does not want to be accountable it's because they got something to hide they don't want you knowing their business they don't want you too close but David had to have a priest and a, and a prophet because of what he was doing so he had somebody he had to report to he had somebody that was coming to him one-on-one and they could not be afraid to tell him the truth just because he was the king so i'm here to tell you secrets always has a way of surfacing to the top but god is the restorer and he's the healer and just like he restored david he can and he will restore you but i'm here to tell you Don't hold secrets because secrets turn you into a liar. It turns you into hiding out and never dealing with the truth, never dealing with stuff because we feel like, well, you know, ain't no need of talking about it. Ain't no need, you know, bringing up. But somebody needs to know because you got children, you got grown people that are dealing with situations in their lives because nobody told the truth about situations that was happening in their upbringing. They saw things and they started putting things together the older they got, but nobody never came clean and told them. Oh, yeah, you know, by the way, so-and-so is really your dad. But, you know, we raised you. Nobody talk about anything. But those days are over. Amen. So I just wanted to touch on that tonight about those secrets, those hidden secrets. And be delivered. I don't care what it is. Talk about it. Say, I'm not going to be a secret carrier anymore because it has damaged, it has kept me stifled, it has held me back because I know things that people think I don't know, but I don't want to talk about it. You need to talk about it to free you. And as a result of you being free, somebody else will be free. You know, I always say my pain was private, but my healing has become public. And I will use what I went through 
to open the doors for others to be set free. So what you are dealing with, somebody needs to know. Amen. So until we sit around the table and we talk again, have a wonderful week and be blessed in the Lord.